2: LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
1: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 380 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet, and you have joined us for the weekender and this is where we talk about upcoming special event stations upcoming amateur radio events upcoming open source events and then we kind of dive into the fun things in life like food and whiskey and all the things that make life worth living so before we get into all of that we should probably introduce ourselves i am k russk5tux
0: i'm Charles w 5 moo
1: and i'm bill ne4rd all right, and I can't remember, but I think this is number 61, so not bad.
0: I can't count that high.
1: You can't count that high? I, <laughs> high. I completely lose track because it's all in Roman numerals, and so I've, I've screwed myself in remembering the numbering. <laughs> <laughs> it's LX? <laughs> yeah, L-X- like,
3: LXI or something like that?
1: Well, yeah, LXI, I guess, would be 61, 61 and I think that's right. I think that's where we're at. Um, Sounds good to me. At least I didn't do it something weird like base 12 or base 8 or (laughs) something. Uh, Then we'd all really be confused. Uh, But anyway, let's start off like we usually do with this weekend in amateur radio. Yeah, so uh,
3: we're talking about contests. And, uh, of course, we get all the contests at contestcalendar.com. But this weekend, we got the big one. This is the uh, single sideband version of the ARRL sweepstakes. Woohoo! Woo. It starts uh, 2100 Zulu on November 21st to 0, 0300 Zulu on November 23rd. Bands are 160 through 10. No work. And like I said, there's a single side band. We just had the CW1 at the beginning of the month. So uh, everything should be pretty much the same. There are now a total of 84 AWRL RAC sections, as the RAC has separated Prince Edward Island PE from the Maritime MAR section. Make sure your contest logging software and country files, your CTY files, have been updated so those at, those abbreviations are recognized and credited properly. Uh, in addition, effective April 1st, 2020, RAC has realigned the Ontario South, that's the O-N-S, uh, and Greater Toronto area Area, GTA, Sections with the city of Hamilton and the regional municipality of Niagara moving from ONS to GTA. So, uh, check out that contest. It's always a fun one. It's just a little bit longer exchange. Some people complain about it, but, uh, I, I like it. It's a, it's a fun one. And, uh, I think I might actually get on the air for this one. So it should be, uh, it should be good. Cause, but is that nice. GTA 5? GTA 6 or something. GTA yeah, 6. Okay. Yeah, so <laughs> it's for the, for the new play, playbook. Playbox, or whatever they call it. <laughs> Playbox 6 or something. I don't the, know. the X-Play 61? X-Play 61, yeah, that's what it must be. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: Next weekend, we got a couple of good contests here. Uh, of course, there's always more than just what we mentioned, but uh, these are the ones I like to mention. Uh, the ARRL EME contest, that's the Earth, Moon, Earth contest. It starts at zero Zulu November 28th to 2359 Zulu on November 29th and this is the one that's uh you know pretty obtainable for most people it's uh, 6 meters through 1.2 gigahertz so 50 megahertz through 120 12.96 megahertz uh all modes cw single sideband and digital are allowed Nice part about uh, this contest is that, hey, all entrants, regardless of category, are permitted to use spotting assistance or nets, including but not limited to DX alerting nets, internet chat rooms, APRS, chat roulette, everything else. So, uh, yeah, feel free to uh, do whatever you can to make that contact occur except for not have the contact and still log it. Yeah, that's definitely against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so, so no no collusion out there between you uh, less than amicable hams there. Um, so, yeah, so check out that contest. And, of course, uh, we also have the other uh, big contest going on, uh, which will keep everybody else's, uh, you know, radio is going uh, the CQ worldwide DX contest it's uh, also runs from zero Zulu November 28th to 2400 Zulu November 29th it's uh, bands of course 160 through 10 as well no work and the mode here is CW the good old dit dit da uh, the CW worldwide is of course the largest amateur radio competition in the world over 35,000 participants take to the airwaves on the last weekend of October for the single sideband and the November CW version, well, with the goal of making as many contacts with as many different DXCC entities and CQ zones as possible. So uh, yeah, yeah, get on the get on the bands and uh, get your get your secret decoder ring out for the Morse code and uh, work them uh, work them however you can. <laughs> <laughs> I believe there is a like an assisted mode. So if you're using like a a, a decoder or something like that to assist you in decoding to CW, um, Obviously with most contest logging software, you don't even have to send CW. the It does it for you. So I would think, I would think that everybody's slightly assisted at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I know some guys that do it all with the key and don't use the F1, F2, F4. And it's, uh, it's slightly annoying, but, uh, the link is, uh they're so awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, there you go. That's all you got for a contest for the next two weekends.
1: Uh, participate. Alright, very good. I might have to do that, except I probably can't because I don't think we're going to be home at all this weekend. So, yep. We'll
0: be home for a little while. Except,
1: um, well, yeah, a little while, but probably not enough to, uh, to pull the rig out. We'll see what happens. Uh, so moving on, we've got some amateur radio special event stations to mention. Uh, the first one is from, uh, a group right here in Missouri. Uh, this is the best damn Christmas celebration. (laughs) Uh, D-A-M Christmas. Uh, this is uh, all month of December at various times of operation. The call sign for this is Kilo Echo Zero Top Group Group, Kilo Echo Zero Tango Golf Golf. Uh, frequencies will be on or about 3.84, 7.24, 14.24, and 28.44. Modes, CW and SSB, and potentially digital. And the what on this is it's been one of the oddest years with a pandemic causing us to reschedule our Stockton and Bagnell Dam special event stations for people who live in Missouri. They know where those places are to 2021. However, we have news for you. Thanks to the Stroke of Genius by Roger kd Zero WXT. We are hosting a month long special event called the Best Damn Christmas Event. We are going to be transmitting throughout the month of December to give everyone a chance to have a little Christmas fun on the airwaves. And there's plenty of information about that in the show notes, so check it out. And it's all December long, so you should have an opportunity. Next one we have is a Pearl Harbor Day commemoration. This will be operating from December 4th through December 14th from 1300 to 2200 Zulu Daily. Uh, the call sign for this is whiskey 2 Whiskey. Frequencies on or about 7041, 7241, 14041, and 14241, and perhaps 80 meters. Uh, Modes will be CW and single sideband and potentially digital. And this is the amateur radio club of the National Electronics Museum, ARKNEM, will operate W2W in commemoration of the anniversary of Pearl Harbor Day and the role of electronics in World War II. The museum is closed, of course, thanks to COVID, so club members will work the special event station from their home stations. Primary operation will be December 4th through December 7th with additional operation possible during the December 8th through December 14th period as operator availability permits. Operation on 80 meters and digital modes is possible. Frequencies will, of course, be plus or minus according to QRM. There will be a QSL and certificate available with a self-addressed stamped envelope. So check that out. And the best one of all, the 21st Amendment Commemoration. This will be operating December 5th from 0500 Zulu to December 6th at 0500 Zulu. My birthday. Uh, call sign, and it's awesome that this is on my birthday. Call sign is Whiskey 8 Alpha. Frequencies will be on or about 7.240 and 14.240. The modes are single side bin and IPA. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is according to them. Uh, I didn't make the funny uh ohio was one of the last three states to ratify the 21st amendment we all know what the 21st amendment is it's the one that ended prohibition this happened on december 5th my birthday
2: 1933
0: yeah well, born hopefully in 1933. you were 33 yeah i was yeah. going hopefully you were not born in
1: 1933
0: i'm, in I'm, I'm a, yeah. as old as dirt that's right as old uh, as your
1: dad <laughs> even he's not that old he was born in
0: 34
1: yeah uh <laughs> The others were Pennsylvania and Utah. Utah was the (laughs) 36th state to ratify (laughs) the amendment, giving it the three-quarter majority of states approval necessary to become law. It was the first time in the history of the United States that an amendment to the Constitution has been repealed, and it was not done by Congress. It was done by we the people. The end of Prohibition was immediately turned into one big party. So grab a glass of your favorite beverage, give us a shout on the air, and join the celebration. And uh, you can check that out with additional show notes. So, very cool. So, I guess I know what I'm doing on my birthday. Probably playing poker. <laughs>
0: no, actually.
1: Well, at least I hope so. We'll see how it
0: goes. <laughs> no, actually, you have a birthday party scheduled somewhere else.
1: Oh, okay. I
0: told you about that the other day. Well, whatever. whatever.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: You don't have Carry Nation to, like, stomp in with her little sign. So, what would you do? So like silver roll
1: Yeah, yeah anyway moving on I was, I was uh sit in the corner with this 140
3: dollars bottle of scotch yeah
1: <laughs> i'll probably be uh-huh. sitting up on the shelf and not being touched we'll see <laughs> uh so announcements i just left in here the alpha foxtrot zero sierra sierra club that we have started we still are looking for ideas and logo suggestions or even uh logo like demos if somebody wants to get super creative uh information about where to send all that stuff is on the website, LHS Podcast on info. So if you have any ideas about what to do with a club that's related to open source, please let us know. I mean, we're still working on this ourselves, but you know, time is of the essence. <clears throat> and at a premium. And uh for the Linux and the Ham Shack Ham radio challenge I put in here, because we've been talking about satellites a lot, work on building a homebrew antenna for doing satellite work. Several low cost and low effort models are available with complete directions and parts. Uh thinking like uh Stuff with uh, diplexers or uh, egg beaters or, you know, any number of other ways to do satellite work. So might be a, an easy way to get into building an, an antenna that's not uh, multiband and complex and takes up a lot of room and so on and so forth. So something to maybe work on. So moving on from amateur radio topics, we're going to slip into open source and Bill's going to tell us about a distribution to try.
3: Yeah, and this is a new release of Kali Linux 2020.4. Kali Linux is a Debian-based Linux distribution aimed at advanced penetration testing and security auditing. Kali Linux contains several hundred tools that are geared towards various information security tasks, such as penetration testing. (coughs) Sorry. Sorry security research, computer forensics, and reverse engineering. Kali Linux is developed, funded, and maintained by Offensive Security, a leading information security training company. Uh, We find ourselves in the fourth quarter of 2020, and we are ecstatic to announce the release of Kali Linux 2020.4, which is ready for immediate download or updating, should you have the previous version, which was released uh, back in August of 2020. Uh, a couple of the improvements since, uh, since that release in August, that, that the ZSH, is the Z shell is, uh, the new default shell. We said it was happening last time. Now it's happening. So there, take it. Take your Z shell and shut up. Uh, bash shell makeover. It may not function like Z shell, but bash now looks like Z shell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, partnership with tools authors. We're teaming up with a byte bleeder. Let's all hackers speak with uh, threes for ease. Uh, And uh, I I could give you more information on that, but I'd rather not. Anyway, uh, message at login proactively pointing users to resources. So good information there. AWS image refresh now on GovCloud includes Kali's default command line tools again. And there is a new URL. Uh, Packaging guides. We want to start getting your tool inside of Kali. This should help. Uh, new tools and updates, new kernel and various new tools and updates for existing ones, as well as setting proxy chains for as default. NetHunter updates, uh, new NetHunter settings menu, select from different boot animations and persistent magisk. I do have to say, Cali Linux has one, you know, probably the coolest looking boot splash, <laughs> animated boot splash. So if you haven't seen it. Try loading up the ISO image. Uh, Winkex 2.5, the new enhanced session mode, brings Winkex to ARM devices. That's right. This works in ARM, too. Uh, Vagrant and VMware. We now support VMware users who use a Vagrant. So check out all the cool hotness inside of uh, the latest Kali Linux release.
1: All right. Very cool. Sounds like an interesting distribution and worth giving a test spin, if nothing else. So I might have to do that. And apparently it uh, does some stuff with dark mode that might be useful.
3: <laughs> that's possible. We'll have to take a look at that uh, on the next show.
1: Yeah, I didn't see it working for me, but I'm gonna, I am going gonna—I haven't tried that one. But the dark mode issue is, is something I've been working on, so we'll see. Maybe, maybe report on that next time. All right, so we've come down to open source events, and this is where we bring Cheryl in so she can tell us all about some open source stuff that's coming up over the next couple of weeks, and we'll let her go ahead and get to it.
0: All righty then. So our first one is Vision. It is November twenty sixth and twenty seventh, twenty twenty. It is online. The cost is eighty five soles, which is Peruvian. I believe it's about twenty five dollars US. This is sponsored by the LPI. Uh this year I uh, thought you had to like murder a bunch of people. Oh my gosh. Well maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs>
1: Different, we'll have different
0: souls I souls think, gotcha. like, well, that's I
3: guess, what you're getting for peru i guess
0: here's my 85 bodies oh, uh, never mind 25 <laughs> bucks okay here you go <laughs> so this is sponsored by lpi this year the vision 2020 international congress will be held virtually of course it will have its main theme digital transformation for a sustainable world post-COVID-19 challenges this is aimed at improving the services provided and thus supporting the renovation of knowledge updating and training in order to empower professionals in engineering architecture aeronautical sciences and related careers as every year we'll have top level national and international exhibitors and more information will be in the show notes our next thing is um for those of you that heard about the cooking boffs and stuff for the Ohio Linux Fest. Uh, my boff for cooking was in competition with another one that was highly attended. So we are actually redoing this via a Zoom call. It will be on November 29th from 1pm to 3.30pm Eastern. It's online. There is no cost. You will be joining me and Russ woo Um, as, boo. boo, yeah, I know, whatever, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> as we hold a Pamper Chef cooking party to help raise funds for Ohio Linux Fest, every purchase you make actually has a considerable chunk that's donated back to OLF. Um, so, and that will be used to offset the cost of future Linux Fest and so forth. We're going to be showcasing some of the more popular Pamper Chef cooking items, including the indoor outdoor grill that Russ absolutely loves. So, that's what he's going to be using. So, this is all going to be done via Zoom, so you can join us there. The link will be in the show notes. The next event is the Open Source Summit Japan. It is December 2nd through the 4th, 2020. Online, it is $50. Open Source Summit Japan is a unique environment for cross-collaboration between developers, sysadmins, DevOps, architects, and others who are driving technology forward. Join over 2,000 developers, technologists, and industry experts in an exchange of ideas on the latest trends in open source and open collaboration, how to navigate the open source landscape, and how open source is shaping innovation. Attendees have a variety of ways to collaborate and share ideas with their peers, learning how to create richer open source communities, growing technical skills, hacking together in a developer lounge, and much more. More information in the show notes. And the last one, which is going to be on Russ's birthday, which is December 5th, that is the Central Pennsylvania Open Source Conference. Again, December 5th. The cost is $5 to $30. The Central PA Open Source Conference, otherwise known as CPOSC, is a one-day technical conference for open source developers and users covering all aspects of open source technologies with presentations and panels ranging from novice to expert skill levels and featuring case studies best practices, code-alongs, and more. Since establishing in 2008, CPOSC has stood out as the region's premier gathering for open-source technologists to cover, converse, and connect. This year, we celebrate 12 years of fostering open-source education and community. And again, more information in the show notes. That's it.
1: Yeah, that's it. There's, there's a few more out there, but again, you can go searching for them if you want. These seem to be the most interesting of the bunch. And, of course, don't forget about the OLF thing, where I get to cook some Korean food, which is really good. And uh, so I put in here a sort of self-serving open source challenge, <laughs> uh, which is for somebody to get in contact with me and explain to me, with uh, code snippets if possible, how to set up Nginx as a front-end proxy server to proxy an HTTPS connection to non-SSL-enabled backends. I have Googled the crap out of this and I have not found something that actually works. So, if someone knows how to get this to work, I would appreciate it. <laughs> um, so there's a real challenge.
0: Do we want to pose the question to everybody that was posed to us the other day?
1: What question was that?
0: The thing I texted you and Bill about yesterday.
1: Oh, about, uh, yeah, if somebody wants to to shoot <clears throat> us an idea, because I came up with nothing.
0: Let me let me get the the text. No, right? I, I know How the basis of it,
1: it. Right. is basically somebody wants to have something a uh, sort of Linux themed gift to give somebody that is in the fifty. 50- no,
0: a ham radio. Oh, sorry, sorry.
1: Gift. Ham radio themed gift that's in the fifty to one hundred and twenty five dollar price range. That's sort of like personalized for sentimental type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. um, and I I couldn't think of a damn thing. I was thinking about maybe doing like a custom art, you know, uh, engraved like Morse code key or something like that, but they're super expensive. Um,
0: yeah, he's he's big into Linux. He's big into ham radio. So
1: yeah, so I I, I came up with nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. but if somebody
1: has an idea for there's something along those lines, uh, shoot it to us. Yeah, uh, a gift item between fifty and hundred and a quarter that's amateur radio themed and of a sentimental nature. So yeah. Like,
0: and you can send that information to info at info. So, yep,
1: you sure can. Or any other way that you want to reach us.
0: That's as, true. as long yeah. as it gets here, that's fine. <laughs> the, the question was presented to me, and I went, duh, I don't know. So I presented it to Russ and Bill, and they went, duh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> and now we're presenting it to you, so you can all go, duh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm sure somebody has an idea out there that, you know, it, it, it's out there somewhere, I have a feeling, so...
1: Yeah. All right, let's talk about food. Let's get people okay. interested in that.
0: All right, so, today's recipe, uh, let me t- tell you a little bit of a backstory on it. A few years ago at Hamvention, Russ and Bill dined at Brio Tuscan Grill and came back to the hotel telling me all about the Brussels sprouts that they enjoyed. Was that an appetizer? Yeah, part of your meal. Yeah. Okay, it was an appetizer. appetizer. Okay. I, actually, actually, it was a side. Side, okay, side, side, yeah, yeah, right. okay.
1: And it was much worse the second time. I'm not sure... Remember we, we didn't did have, that? No, we
0: didn't have them a second time.
1: Oh, no, they didn't have they them. Didn't right. no, they them. didn't offer yeah. them. When
0: time. I went back with you guys, they are like, oh, no, we don't have those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I stayed back at the room to enjoy Carry Out Cheesecake Factory and Burn DVDs to give out at Hamvention while they went to Brio. And then they came back and they were telling me about these Brussels sprouts. So that sent me on a mission to find a recipe. I found said recipe. I sent it to Bill. I showed it to Russ. They both said, and this was a while ago, they both said that it sounded very spot on. So so this year, this seems like a really good Thanksgiving side item. And since Thanksgiving is coming up, I decided to go ahead and share this recipe. So it requires pecans, bacon, Brussels sprouts, uh, olive oil, kosher salt, black pepper, balsamic vinegar, and some maple syrup. Um, bake them, you know, blah, 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 you know. I'll let you guys read the recipe. It's not really that time consuming. The recipe's long though. So if you want to read more about the recipe, check out the show notes. So
1: yeah, and I don't know if anybody's noticed, but the, the show notes tend to be abbreviated to like reference links and stuff like that, except for the recipes, which are published in their entirety. So you can just cut and paste them or, or view them on the website if you want to uh, have something, you know, on a tablet in your kitchen or whatever. So Aww. those, those are always, uh, published in their entirety. Aww. So you also have a drink you want to tell us about. Oh
0: well, yeah, I've started doing drinks too. Yes, I the heck, I so. didn't forget. All right. Yeah. So again, because of Thanksgiving, um, you know, I know several of our listeners are not in the U.S., but several are. And for my household, uh, when I think of fall, I think of apples. So I came up with an apple champagne cocktail. It requires chilled apple cider, some champagne, and you can rim your glass with brown sugar, if you want. You can rim it with brown sugar and or table sugar. Um, mix everything together, dump it in your glass, and enjoy. I think this would be something Russ would probably enjoy. So.
1: Oh, I, I enjoy most martinis. I don't think I've found very many that I don't like. Right. <laughs> and so. after I've had, you know, three of other cocktails, I'll drink pretty much anything. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks. <laughs> So all this time you've been like, oh, yeah, that's a great martini, and it could have sucked?
1: No, I said after I've had three. You know.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like that with anything. Even IPAs sound good after that, which, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what are you whining about? You're getting pecan porter in a couple of days. Oh, was, did he go? he's Yeah, he's already left.
1: He's already left? Excellent,
0: yeah. excellent. <laughs> Duh.
1: Yeah, we had he, to. He
0: was going, so. Well,
1: he said it was not 100% sure. Well, but.
0: No, as far as I know... Because I texted him earlier today, and he said he was on the road, so I assumed that Benny was on his way.
1: All right, so, that, that's excellent because I have not. We we hired a person sort of to uh, to stop in Amarillo on his travels to pick me up a couple of growlers of uh, big Texan pecan porter, which I have not had in since five 2015. years. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that coming back.
0: Watch it's going to get back, and you're going to taste it and go. Ugh. Well,
1: unless they've done something radical to the. Recipe, then I don't think that's going to be an issue. But
0: mm, we'll see.
1: I guess we will see. Yeah. I hope I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So I'm going to talk about my drink for tonight, which uh, has been teased to some of the folks in the chat room. This is the Game of Thrones Six Kingdoms single malt scotch, which is a Mortlock space side 15 year old single malt. And it's a little on the pricey side. We'll get that to the minute. <laughs> But for a description, I have the Game of Thrones Six Kingdoms is a 15-year-old whiskey hailing from the Mortlock Distillery. Diageo chose Mortlock to close out the Game of Thrones whiskey collection because it is a very sought-after, super-premium single malt. Woven throughout the eight seasons of Game of Thrones is the Three-Eyed Raven, particularly in the final season, the character picks up more relevance. The new greenseer and vessel for the Three-Eyed Raven, Bran Stark, is the one to give the North independence and is now the king of the Six Kingdoms. Uh, the single malt has been matured in first-filled sherry casks, uh, Oloroso, uh, for the majority of its time before a short finishing period in American oak ex-bourbon casks. The whiskey has been bottled at 46% and has been especially crafted for release in this Game of Thrones series of single malts. I have not tried any of the uh, other Game of Thrones single malts, just this one. So, I got, it I just happened to be in the uh, special section of the liquor store when I was there and saw it, and I was like, eh, oh sure, what the hell. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the mash bill on this, of course, it's a single malt scotch, so it's 100% barley. Not really hard to figure that out. Proof, as already stated, 46%, which is 92 proof, I didn't say that already. Uh, it's a space side. Of course, the color on it is a dark amber, not as dark as some things, but pretty dark for uh, scotch, and it, kind of should be since it's 15 years old um the nose on it well there's been some debate (laughs) (laughs) um i definitely get um i actually put this uh, what i did was i aggregated a bunch of notes that other people had done because i literally opened the bottle before the show so these notes are not my notes but i'm going to adjust as necessary um there is there is a light smoke to it it's not a peat smoke but it's smoke like the smoke you get from barrel char. But the nice thing about the barrel char note is it's not that sort of bitter barrel char. It's like an actual smokiness. Um, you do get the sort of musty oak as well, but it's not as pronounced. Considering it's only 46%, it's a little alcohol forward, which is kind of surprising. But uh, what are you going to do? Um, most other people noted a lot of fruit notes. And I do get some fruit notes, but I get more of a of vanilla and sort of hints of like not citrus fruits like apples pears um stewed fruit like the stuff you'd see or, or sugared fruit like you would get in a fruit cake that kind of thing
0: well that's the sultanas and stuff that you've mentioned here so.
1: right um and there's definitely like a maltiness and a baking spice and uh the more the more i sort of stick my nose in the glass the more of that sort of sweet candied fruit uh comes out of it too so it's it's uh, oh and that was almost like else. a, yeah, that was almost like a wine, a wine, like a grape, like green grape, actually. Yeah, there's definitely some of that in there too. So, so it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of stuff in here and a 15 year old single malt should have, you know, a variety of things. So I'll go ahead and try it again. <laughs> the, the first couple of sips have been sort of unimpressive. <laughs> is, is opening up for sure. It was it it's was all sort of
0: covered for 45 minutes now it should. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it was it was sort of nothing but sort of acetony maltiness at first, but it's definitely taking on some other flavors now. Some of the nose is definitely there, the the vanilla and the oak spiciness is there. There's a there's a thing that I always get in Dalmore Scotch, I'm not sure what it is, maybe it's a sort of a wheat bitter thing. But it's uh very prevalent in in some other sp- sides and highlands that I've tried, particularly Dalmore uh that's also in this um the fruit note is there, but it's a little more sour um you you get more uh citrusy green appley stuff like that. The maltiness is there it's sort of like a sweet maltiness like an oatmeal um and sort of way in the way in the back you get almost like a chocolate orange and even leather or tobacco so. Yeah, those are all kind of muted, especially the tobacco. But it's it's sort of there at the very end. And you get that through the end of it, too, as it finishes out. Lots of oak, apple. It sort of develops into a cinnamon, a little, like, spicy cinnamon almost. Uh, and the maltiness and stewed fruit is there as well, but it's much more muted. The oak and maltiness is the the primary thing that sort of walks out the finish. So I'm going to – I almost want to reserve – a rating on this because i have a feeling it's going to go up with time but i figure i have to get some sort of impression here first um before we get to that we have to tell you how much it costs it's a very limited release it's the end of the batch i'm not sure how widely available it is and i'm not sure how long it's going to be available uh it's about 140 bucks so based on this you may not want to rush right out and grab a bottle (laughs) um (laughs) Because I'm not going to rate it super high, especially especially on first blush. I think I think it will get better. I think it will open up. Um, but right now, I'm going to have to give it a like an 87.
0: It's pretty high.
1: It's it's pretty high considering because considering it's, what it's, you
0: normally write, stuff.
1: It's not terrible, and I know it's going to get better because I can tell just from it sitting out and us sitting here talking for the last 45 minutes that it's that it's getting better. <laughs> but I've had I've had scotches that were less expensive than this that i would rate mid to upper 90s like right off the right off the perch pour. so and maybe it's just that i'm not used to this particular distillery or whatever and this particular flavor profile of mortlock but you know here's hoping that 87 improves so there you go mortlock 15 the uh game of thrones six kingdoms edition single malt scotch and, Bill, do you have anything for us?
3: Uh, I was just going to mention, I uh, know, you can't get this in, like, huge release unless you're in, let's see, what states? Uh, Alaska, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, or Washington. So, hey. but anyway, <laughs> This is, uh, oh, they do ship beer now, so uh, you could probably get it shipped to your house, maybe. Uh, this is called Mocha Death, and this is from the Iron Horse Brewery in uh, Ellingsburg, uh, uh, Washington. And, uh, this is, uh, let's see, how do I, how do I even describe this? Let's see how they describe <laughs> it. Let me see if I can even read the dang thing here. <laughs> My eyes and lighting is so bad. Mocha death is what happens when you take the PKW. I have no idea what that is. P- oh, Pacific Northwest favorites. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I can barely read it. Coffee, chocolate, and Irish death. So if you're familiar with their beers, they have a beer called Irish death. It's kind of like a, um, Um, a black, uh, uh, like a scotch ale. Um, and combine them into one delicious malt forward ale, moderately sweet with low bitterness. This brew is for those who can't decide between coffee or beer. We say, why choose? You're welcome. So, uh, this is, uh, yeah, Mocha Death. It's, uh, 7.5% alcohol. Um, yeah, it actually tastes pretty good. I uh I was gonna save one for the show, but uh, that ship sailed. So anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing um um Knob Creek nine year right now. So,
1: well, uh, but how anyway, bottles of that have you bought? Because you, surely you're working on like number three at this point. Um,
3: I'm not at liberty to discuss that <laughs>
0: <laughs> because his wife is within earshot.
3: <laughs> Apparently, he's just picking it up by the case now. You can say I, it just- I should. It's, uh, no, no. I, I was, uh, yeah, I was at a different place and I was looking for, um, well, I was looking for Eagle Rare again, and of course, I couldn't find it. And then I'm like, well, I'll just get something. Um, I looked, I looked, I looked, and I'm like, "Ah, crap! I'll just get that." Because I didn't want to hang around anymore. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm drinking right now.
1: Is it? Oh. Do you have the bottle in front of you? Is it a? Is it a store pick? What do you mean store? Pick? Is it? It should say on the bottle if it's a store pick. It'll say like bottle or single barrel bottle by blah 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 whatever store you bought it from. Oh no, I don't. I don't have the bottle here. Oh okay. Well, I'll find out from from you later. Because <laughs> I thought I thought the the KC 9s were all uh were all barrel picks but we'll see. Uh, they have
3: a I think the 120s are the barrel well those are the barrel proof ones. No, I don't know what that means
1: barrel pick. Um usually these are 100 proof. Okay, so that's probably not that's probably just a general release but the the higher proof ones are usually like stores by a barrel. Oh. Okay. And they they release it as a barrel proof issue
3: in store. Yeah, and it'd every be, like, it'd be like the yeah, total you,
0: line issue. Or I thought something you like that.
3: reviewed the 120 and was not impressed
1: uh the 120 is okay it's you know that is a that was a store pick um from the lucas that i got it from yeah i remember you not favoring that one very well no i i have never been a big fan of anything knob creek but yeah. yeah this one's okay i mean you know it's fine
0: <laughs> okay,
3: it's not as good as that uh, that uh, high test wheat one. <laughs> oh, the uh, fly, the dry yeah, fly, dry fly, dry yeah. fly. I think I'm gonna go back to that one. That one's
1: way better. Same price range. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. sorry, we're distracted by dogs. Dog. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> anyway, what
1: are you licking?
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I, think,
1: I think it's a uh, four legged rodent. Uh, Wow, yummy. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Did you get it? No, she didn't get it. She's been after it all night. Yeah.
1: Scottish death.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you get to clean up anything that gets dropped. Scottish died? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. Anyway, well, that's it. We've come down to the end of the program. We've gotten through the amateur radio, the open source, and the hedonistic. And before we go, we will, of course, mention the folks who are with us in the chat room tonight. We want to thank everybody who joined us for the live recording. We had Ted, WA0EIR, Tony, K4XSS, Paul, K5WMA, Don, KC9ZMY, Stacy, KB7YS, and Philip KJ4VFO. So thanks, everybody, who was here. Thanks for everybody who downloads the show and who listens and supports in whatever capacity you do that. Even if it's just listening, it's what makes all of this worthwhile. And with that, we will go ahead and wrap this up. This has been episode number three hundred and eighty, the Weekender of Linux in the Ham Shack. We're gonna go out of here. I'm Russ K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl W5MOO.
1: And I'm Bill N4RD73.